Hey, hey, not so fast. As a valued listener of the Profitable Entrepreneur podcast, we want to help you simplify the scale and revolutionize your income and your impact online. Not just here in these weekly sessions, but every day of the week and every week of the year. We have an amazing free Facebook group with other successful, high-achieving, and profitable CEOs who are creating financial and time freedom for their families. They're breaking free from the one-to-one hustle, and they're making a real income and impact. If this is an experience that you want to have, and you want to be part of a real online community where you can connect, collaborate, co-create, scale your online coaching business, and receive uncommonly exceptional weekly live trainings from me, then head over to Facebook right now, search for Simplify the Scale, join us over there in the Facebook group, and my team and I will be watching and waiting to welcome you and get you started on creating your next six figures. I cannot wait to connect with you. everybody welcome back to another episode I want to share with you guys three things that I did to uncomplicate sales and then get myself off welfare so if you guys have been following me for a while if you know me then you know that my story is that I come from you know many many abusive foster homes before I ever turned eight years old right um I lived most of my Uh, young 20s as a single mom on welfare. I was living in government housing. I was receiving food stamps. Um, You know, I really came from a very um, poor, a very poverty uh, lifestyle growing up as a child into, like I said, probably mid-20s. And I really had a lot of story and drama around, um, you know, success and money, selling, um, things like that, you know, having things that, um, you know, felt good to me. And a lot of the things that I experienced as a child were things like people with money are bad, right? They think, um, they think they're better than you, they judge you, um, you know, and things just around wanting more is a very selfish act. Right. So, you know, if I did see something that other people had, my parents would tell me, you know, uh, why don't you just be grateful for what you do have? And it made me feel like it was bad or wrong to want more and that I should just be happy with what I have. And that's kind of the end of it. Like you can't be grateful for what you have and also want more. It was one or the other. Right. Um, And if you wanted more and you weren't, you know, grateful, so to speak, for what you have. Um, then you were bad and it made you feel guilty and wrong in all the ways, right? So I spent a good five or so years um, on welfare, right? Living in government housing, struggling. I mean, just really struggling. And the thing for me was that I always had a deeper desire to want more. When I would see um, you know, other people buying nice clothes, like not buying used clothes at Goodwill, <laughs> buying actual new clothes at stores that were not previously worn by other people. Um, I would want that. And, you know, people would make me feel bad for that. My family would make me feel bad. Like, be happy that you can go to Goodwill and buy used clothes, right? Like, um, like I shouldn't want nice clothes that have not been worn by other people, right? Um, when I saw people with nice vehicles, I thought, man, you know, I'm grateful for this car that I have, but it breaks down in the in the middle of the road, in the middle of the highway. It breaks down on me constantly, and I have a one-year-old in the back seat, right? Like, it's dangerous. It's scary. 
Um, it's not safe. And what is wrong with wanting a car that's reliable and trustworthy so that I can get my son and I back and forth safely? Um, when I saw people with a nice house, um, you know, and nice fixings inside of it, like, I wanted that like deep down, I was just like, Oh my gosh, like, I would love to have, you know, a home that I can raise my child in that we can call our own and make our own and that, you know, we get to decide, um, you know, who we spend time with. And when we step outside who we see and who we're around, right? Like, we get to kind of uh, pick and choose our environment, you know, and it didn't mean I wasn't grateful for the government housing I was living in, I always made my home my the places we lived a home on the inside, right? But it was also a deeper desire for me to just want more, right? And then the other thing too that came up for me a lot was I really have always wanted to help other people. I've always been that person who is helping other people. If I see an elderly person who needs help with something, I'm the person that gets out of the car real quick and goes and helps. If I'm driving down the street and I see, you know, a homeless person on the side of the road, I have to give them money, like just stop and give them money. It's it's completely unconditional. There's no conditions with it. They're going to do whatever they're going to do with it. I just feel good that I did a good deed, right? I'm the person who wants to feed kids who have no food and they're hungry, right? Because that I was a star child growing up. So for me, it's like, I've always also wanted to help people. And so when I finally decided, and it really did come down to a decision, guys, like it, it, this wasn't a strategy. There wasn't like this awesome, sexy secret strategy that I was like, oh my God, I'm going to go do this thing. And it's like going to get me off welfare and I'm going to make all my dreams come true. Guys, come on. That totally was not the case. It was a decision. It was when I decided that, you know what, I don't really care if my family thinks I'm being selfish. I don't really care if they try to make me feel guilty because I want more and they don't, right? Like, because, or because I'm brave enough to go for it and they're not. And I had to reframe my mind around this. I had to look around at facts. I had to look at the facts. And the facts told me that there are many, 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 many people out there who are very good people, who have a lot of great things and do a lot of great things in the world, period. And then there are people that don't do anything and they are mean and they are selfish and they are entitled and they want everything, but they don't want to do anything for it. And they want to criticize people who are out there working really hard, doing the hard things, right? Doing the dance, they're doing the hard work, they're fighting the good fight and they're being brave. And people that don't dare to go for that like to criticize people who do that because they're not brave enough to do it. And so I had to reframe my mind that there's not this one way or the other. There's multiple things, right? People are different in all kinds of ways and you can't please anybody right? You can't focus your life on trying to make other people happy or worrying about what other people are going to think, right? So when I'm in in welfare, this was years and years ago, sitting in welfare, collecting food stamps, feeling completely just ashamed, embarrassed, looking at my son who I can barely put diapers on, I made the decision I no longer gave a sweet shit what anybody thought. I wanted more. And that was the bottom line. And I saw plenty of people doing it. I knew it was possible. Now, at this time, you guys, I had no idea what that looked like. I didn't know what I needed to do. And if I'm being totally transparent, 
I didn't 100% feel like I was capable either. And the reason for that is because of my childhood. It's because of the conditions that people had instilled so deeply into my brain that I literally was like, I don't even think this is possible for me. Like, I don't think I'm smart enough, good enough. I don't think I come from the right type of like background and family and childhood. Like, um, you know, I never go, I never went to high school. My parents pulled me out after I graduated eighth grade. They shipped me from Maine to Florida to go take care of my kids' kids or my brother's kids. And that's how I spent the rest of my years until I had my own kid. And so I never had opportunity. And I didn't have a family that inspired you or encouraged you to be creative and to go for bigger and, and to even want more. I actually had a family that taught you the opposite. And they did the opposite, right? They still do today. And so it was it was definitely against the grain, so to speak. And I knew there was going to be some risk. I knew that doing this or even thinking about it and attempting it was going to stir up some drama and ruffle some feathers within my family, right? Like I knew there was going to be people I was probably going to have to just kind of exclude from my life for a while. I knew there was some hard conversations I was going to have to have. I knew there was some boundaries I was going to need to set. And I also knew that this was going to be really difficult. And that was because, you know, anything worth having, doing, or experiencing doesn't come easy. And that is the biggest, most important thing. I could have given up on my dreams 10 and 15 years ago when I was failing miserably, when we lost our house, when we lost our family dog, when we went over $20,000 into debt, when every single odd was against me and when every business I attempted did not work out. I could have given up then. I knew going into this that I was throwing my ring in the hat or my hat in the ring and this is not going to be easy. I knew that. And I had to develop resilience. I had to develop a commitment. I had to really think of what my mission was with this. Like, why am I doing this? Because I could totally just get a job or I could just stay on welfare, right? Like we all know the government makes that easy to get. I could have just stayed there, but I chose to do this. I made a decision. And so it really just came down to really identifying what is the most important thing for me in doing this. Like, why am I going to spend the rest of my life um, you know, really putting myself out there, being super vulnerable, sharing my story, fighting the good fight, right? Um, I'm taking the brave hard way. Other people are taking the easy way, right? The comfortable, the safe way. Why am I doing this? And I had to hold that mission super close, in very close proximity, still to this day, because it's very, very easy to get knocked off your game. It's very easy to get thrown off to the sidelines. It's very easy to call it quits and be like, I'm done, I give up, right? And believe me, I've had those days, but then I remember why I'm doing it and I get right back in the ring, okay? So I want to just kind of start with that. I am gonna give you guys three things specifically that I did, but I want you to understand the mentality because that is really the most important factor right? So many of you are so stuck in strategy land that you just don't understand that that's not what creates success. If strategy was what did it, I'd be a multi-billionaire today because I know all the strategies. I've done them all. I've tried them all. Some have been total failures and flops. Some have been super successful. But I'm going to tell you right now, my success, anyone's success is not because of a strategy. And the quicker you just adopt that, the better off you're going to be, the faster you're going to get where you're going. You've got to develop a strong, committed, resilient mentality. You have to have a mission and your mission cannot just be money, guys. Money isn't enough to get you out of bed and you're going to make all the money in the world and you're still not going to be fulfilled. It's not the thing. It's what you do with that money that really, really makes a difference. Okay.
So I want you guys to understand that you're going to have to stop telling yourself these stories that you're telling yourself if you want the situation to change. If you keep telling yourself, what is it that Tony Robbins says? Strategy doesn't work if you keep telling yourself the same limiting story. So if you're just going to keep telling yourself the same thing over and over, oh, that doesn't work. Oh, that's hard. Oh, I don't have time. Oh, this and all that. Like if you're just going to keep telling yourself the same story, you will forever get the same result. There's not going to be a strategy that is going to make you successful. There's not going to be a strategy that's going to make you great at selling because sales isn't a strategy. It's not about that. So I did not get where I am today coming from severe child trauma and abuse and neglect and starvation. And I did not come from poverty and welfare and food stamps to where I am today because of a strategy. By far, that's so not the truth. So the first thing I had to do is, is obviously, like I said, it, it was that that decision. Um, and, and here's the thing. You don't need to know what it's going to look like. Get a mentor. Get a mentor who knows what you need to do to make your dreams come true. You don't need to know the hows and all the which ways and like, oh, let me map it out gorgeously with all the T's crossed and I's dotted. Like, guys, that's not even realistic. You're going to learn the things as you go through the things, period right? There is no shortcut to that. Now, yes, you could get a mentor who can help you curve some of that learning time and help you maybe get past some of the speed bumps a little quicker, but you're going to go through the hard shit and you just got to be ready for that. No matter what you do, you're going through it just like everybody else. And if you're not available for it, if you're not here for it, right? If you're not game on for it and all in, if you're not willing to bet on yourself, you're not going to make it. Okay. There's not a strategy that's going to help you avoid that. So that's the first part, really, is that mentality. Now, the first thing after that that I did is I had to really stop strategy seeking, and I really had to just do business my way. In the beginning of my business, everything that I was doing was around strategy. Like, I just thought that you get online, you go find people that are successful, and you copy what they're doing. I, I'm not even kidding. Like, if I had to break it down into the most simplest form, that that was my mindset. Find the people who are successful, go see what they're doing, and then copy it. And boom, voila, <laughs> you know, like you can skip all their trials and triumphs and all their obstacles and challenges and wins and losses. And you can skip past it all, right? You don't need to do the hard work like they did. And you can just copy them and boom, you got it. Oh boy, I spent five years doing that. And I'm going to tell you, it didn't do crap for me. It kept me stuck, unhappy, unfulfilled, struggling. I had people coming in who were starting their business a um, couple months into their business and they were flying past me and I had been in business five years and I couldn't understand it. I didn't understand why that was happening, right? You have to stop strategy seeking and you've got to learn to do business your way. What does that mean? It means, again, it isn't a strategy that's going to get you where you're going. There's a billion strategies and they all work. The goal and the key is finding the things that feel good for you. Find the ways in which you, as an individual human, want to show up, sell, and serve, right? Or if we're going to put it in order, show up, serve, and sell. Either way, what does that look like for you? How do you want that to look? How do you want to do that? And then you go do that right? You go try it. And then you continue to reinvent that wheel. You continue to, to rework it and to course correct until you find the ways that work for you. 
Okay. And I'm going to tell you that the part for me that got me out of the strategy seeking and actually got me doing business in a way that feels really good for me was when I really just started being who I was and speaking my truth. When I stopped pretending that I was someone I wasn't. And when I stopped teaching things that I knew nothing about, had never accomplished myself and didn't, didn't create, was just copying. And um, when I stopped doing things that I had no business doing, that was when things changed for me. Because in the beginning of my business, like I said, I found the people that were successful and I copied them. And then it didn't work for me. Add five years to that because that's how long I stayed in that awful cycle until I realized this is not the thing. Like this is not the way to do business, right? Like this isn't working for me. Clearly it's me because these guys are successful. So it's obviously something I'm doing or not doing. And when I just finally decided, there's that word again, that, okay, I'm no longer going to copy people. I need to remember why I'm here, what I'm here to do, what I'm good at, what I'm passionate about, and what I love to do. How do I want to help people in this world? What is the way that I want to make a difference? And then I had to start to share my story, to connect with people. I had to be a little bit vulnerable. You can't hide yourself in a little box and act perfect and ask everybody else to, to get out of their comfort zone and get uncomfortable and invest and do the scary stuff if you're not doing it. And that is what I spent a lot of years doing, asking people, even though you're scared, you should invest. Even though this is risky, you should do it. Even though it's uncomfortable, go for it anyway. And yet I was hidden in this little tiny box and I wouldn't share my story and I acted like I was perfect and I acted like I had it all together and that I was so I just was so perfect and nobody related to it. Nobody resonated, nobody related, and it felt like I was a total imposter. It felt disgusting. It felt really hard. Sales felt super heavy and business just was not what I thought it was going to be, right? I thought this was supposed to be a creative extension of just my my passion, my my um, my work, my message and who I was. And it was totally not becoming that, right? So that is number one. And that is what I'm going to recommend to you today. Stop in your tracks right now, looking for this sexy, brand new, newest, hippest, most, um, you know, best yet strategy. Stop doing that. Stop downloading that crap. Stop binging on that stuff and stop thinking that that's your ticket to where you're trying to go. And what I want you to do is turn that shit internal. Focus on you, focus on yourself, figure out what you need to do to show up authentically and be in integrity and stay in your zone of genius and do what you're here to do and do it your own way. Make your own path, your own rules, okay? That's number one. Uh, number two is I had to hone my skills and my passion so that I could call in so clients and then help them get results in a way that was an integrity for me. So much like the strategy, when I created programs back then, I really just kind of replicated and copied what, again, what those other successful people were doing. And so what happened is I created a lot of programs that I, they weren't enjoyable for me. I didn't like delivering them. I wasn't really helping my clients get any results because 90% of what I was doing, I had no freaking clue how to actually do it. I had never done it myself. I had no experience. I just learned enough about it to go talk and teach it. But I didn't actually know how to, um, I didn't actually know how to facilitate results for my clients because I hadn't got results myself. I hadn't done anything for myself yet. And so, you know, that's out of integrity. That's really not a good way to be doing business. And I see a lot of you doing that. I actually see a lot of people in the community where I'm like, oh, yeah, I used to do that. So I can see it. 
And so can other people. We can see that you're not being your true self. We can see that you're just copying. We can see that you're you're really just replicating what you're seeing around you and you're totally out of alignment. We can see it. We see it no matter how hard you try to hide it. Everyone around you can see that you're doing that. You know why? Because we all did it at one point or another too. We've all done it, okay? The thing is, you have to stop doing it, okay? Because I want to get my clients' results in a way that I know, like I know, like I know, I can get them those results because I've done it myself already. And I've done it my way, and I'm going to help them do it their way, and that's an integrity, okay? So that's the second thing. Stay in your zone of genius, guys. You don't need to deliver to your client every single thing that they need and want. It doesn't all have to come by you. And it's actually really, um, it's, it's not even a good thing to think that you could actually help your clients with everything. To think that you're that great, that you could help everybody with everything, come on. That's actually super out of integrity. And it's not sexy. Nobody believes it. No one believes you could help everybody with all the things. They're going to they're gonna be more likely to buy from you when you show up and you are so specific about the thing you can help them with. And it stands out because it's your way. It's your thing. It's something that you are passionate about. You don't struggle to talk about it because it's your thing, right? It's what you do. Um, and so, again, you're going to call in the right people. Okay, the, number three, and this is probably the most important one, guys. You have to master authentic selling because sales is about um, sales is not about mastering and implementing a strategy. I think at this point, you guys get that, right? Like I've said it enough here. It is sales is not a strategy, right? You don't make a ton of money because you have a sexy strategy. That, that's not how it works, right? Look around you. There's many people failing with a lot of strategies that other people are super successful with. It's not about that. Sales is not a strategy, right? Strategies are the tools and the resources that we use to get our message out to the world. But your message a call, uh, your message calls and attracts your people. It calls them in. And that's what creates the sale. You create the sale because you know how to talk about what you do. You know how to talk about how you help people, the benefits of it. And why should anyone care? You know how to stand up confidently on any platform in any which way and talk so perfectly, concisely, and clearly and confidently about what you do that people can't help but be magnetized by you, be inspired by you, and want to work with you and be in your energy and your space, and they want to learn from you. When you're showing up and you're just replicating what somebody else is saying, you're blending in. You sound just like everybody else, right? When you don't show up and be yourself, everyone can feel it. They can see it. They know what you're doing and they're not going to buy from you. Sales is not a strategy. It's not about copying what someone else is doing that's working for them. It's about finding what's going to work for you and feel good for you because you're the one that needs to sell it. You're the one that needs to show up. You're the one that needs to talk about it. You're the one that needs to go live about it. You can't do that if you're just mimicking somebody else that you don't know crap about, right? Stay in your zone of genius and do what you do best. The sooner you do that, you're going to you're you're going to skyrocket your business. Okay? Because you're you're going to skyrocket. You need to get to know your audience so that you can can combine their language with what you do and bring it full circle, right? That way you feel good doing it and they feel good leaning into it because it's speaking to them, it resonates with them. They can connect the dots. Okay, those are the three things, guys. Uncomplicate sales, uncomplicate business. Business is hard, it is not complicated, and there is a fine difference there. Business is hard, but it is not 
complicated. You complicate it because you're doing these things here that we that I was doing that I just talked about. That is why it's complicated. If you stop doing that, you do these three things, all the strategies are going to work for you. All the ones that you choose to do are going to work great for you. All the ways in which you decide to show up, serve, and sell are going to work for you because it, it's what you choose. It's what you want to do, right? And when you stop trying to be like anybody else and you just be who you are and do what you do and stay in your zone of genius, you are going to skyrocket, okay? Now, I have a free workshop coming up. If you have not heard about it, it's called Authentic Social Selling, you guys. And here's the thing. This is not about learning more stuff. This is not another strategy because goddamn, you don't need another strategy. You guys have information overload. You probably know more than you need to know right? Yet you're not getting the results or you want more results, right? If you want to learn how to authentically attract, engage, and convert high-end clients online in a way that feels good for you, right? And in a way that feels in alignment for you, as well as for your people that you're calling in, then this is the workshop. It's totally free. It's happening over five days. We kick off February 15th. And really what I'm going to help you guys do is supercharge your confidence around money, around sales, around high ticket, around charging more, increasing your prices without the idea that you have to actually work and create and do more because that's not true. I want to really help you skyrocket your sales, finally make more money in your business, but in a way that's authentic to you. It feels good to you. And it attracts the type of clients that you want to work with, right? Not that you feel like is all that's available for you. So if this is calling to you, click the link here. Um, however you're listening to this, there's a link above or, or below. Um, click the link below or click the link above or to the side or wherever it is based on where you're listening. Um, click that link. Go get yourself registered for free. Come join us, okay? Um, come join us where we can help you really authentically attract and convert high-end clients. We're going to help you really reframe your money and sales mindset, guys. It's going to change the game. And again, this is not about strategy. It's not about you learning more stuff. Um, we're probably going to strip away a lot of what you have been taught, what you have learned, and break it down into the most simplest form of what selling really is. It's going to be amazing. It's going to feel great. It's going to change the game for you if you can commit to showing up in your business for five days. And I always say, if you can't, if you don't have time, to show up for five days. How the hell are you growing a business for years to come if you don't have five days to show up right now to increase your personal development and help yourself master the art of authentic social selling? Okay, so I hope to see you guys in the workshop again. If you can't find the link here somewhere where you're listening to this, just go to Facebook, hit me up in the DMs. We'll get you registered. My team and I will jump in, get you all supported, get you registered. Um, I hope to see you guys there and I'll see you on another podcast episode. Hey there, and welcome to the Profitable Entrepreneur Podcast with your host, Ann Keeney. And this is the podcast where we help six-figure coaches, VAs, and entrepreneurs all around the world scale their sales, break free from the one-to-one -one hustle, and skyrocket their profits online. Because we believe that the best business is a profitable one, and real CEOs make money, not coffee. So rise up, join the revolution, and let's get down to business.